What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs. Appreciate everyone tuning into this. And this show, it's took me a while to get to this show because, yes, we are going to be recapping the Titans week one loss to the New York Giants. Something that I don't know that even Giants fans saw coming until really the end of the game. Like, and even then, had Titans making that last drive, saw some Giants fans go ahead and start leaving their seats. They thought, okay, well, we're leaving here with the loss. But hey, ended up somehow working out in their favor. So, but we'll dive into all that. I'll be giving my thoughts on it. I needed time to cool down to really digest this loss and see what the good things were from this game, see what the bad things were, see if Todd Downing has uh, gotten any better this year, and that is definitely something I'll be diving into. First, got to tell you how you can support the show, though. The audio version of this show is actually going up before – the video version on YouTube. So if you're listening on the audio version, whether it be Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I need you to make sure that you are following the podcast. Go ahead, leave a five-star rating, leave comments, questions, review the show. I really appreciate it. It helps the show out a lot. Now, this show will be going up on YouTube either probably tomorrow. Today is Friday the 16th. So... September 16th, so it should be going up tomorrow on YouTube. Go check me out on YouTube. Just type in Titans Time Podcast. If you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when I upload a video, when I go live. I do plan on going live tomorrow night to preview the Bills matchup for Monday Night Football, so definitely going to want to check that out. Also, leave a like on the video after it goes up. Again, it helps the show out. I really appreciate it a lot. Also, go find me on social media. The Twitter is at Titans underscore time, Instagram, Titans time podcast, Facebook, Titans time, and on TikTok at Titans time. So now that we're through all that, I want to start things off, and I've done done a quick recap on my TikTok. And if you want to see that, like I said, go check it out. Giants fans, if you tune in to this video, credit to you. Credit to your team. Did y'all deserve? Do I feel like the Titans gave this game away? Yes. But the Giants, I'm not going to discredit your win. Second half, y'all took advantage of the opportunities that were put in front of y'all, and you capitalized on them. You went down, scored, were able to take the lead there at the end of the game, put the Titans in a position where they had to go down and try and hit a game-winning field goal. And it didn't work out in the Titans' favor. So credit to y'all. Not going to make any excuses on y'all being able to take advantage of that. I will be talking about some bad calls that the refs either missed or whatever it may be. But still, a couple of calls here and there doesn't 
completely changed the game. Y'all earned it. Congrats on the win. Now, to start this game off, Titans won the coin toss, deferred to the second half, kicked off to the Giants, and you could not have asked for any of a better start for the Titans. They forced the Giants to go three and out. Um, First play, only let Saquon gain a yard. Second play, um, did let Daniel Jones uh, get out and run just a little bit. And then third play contained him. Again, made him go three and out. Not going to go through every play on every drive. But that's the start you want from your defense. A team coming into our house, you want to stop their first drive, three and out, get the ball back. And, man, when that happened, Titans fans were thinking, okay, this is exactly what we've been waiting for. This is the defense we've been hyping up all offseason. Like, we know what's coming. Made the Giants punt, and right away we got to see just how explosive Kyle Phillips is on his with his punt return ability. Now, we will be hitting on Phillips some more a little bit later on, but Phillips was able to return the first punt of the game for 46 yards and put the Titans in plus territory. They started their first drive at the Giants' 45. So you're like, okay, we got to take advantage of this first drive. This can't be like last year where the Titans' first drive, they come out, run, run, pass, punt. We we can't start it like that. We need to go down and get points right here. We need to get a touchdown. And, man, the Titans' first play, run play to Derrick Henry. You're like, okay. Yeah, could have could have seen that coming. Then Tannehill connects with Robert Woods to move the chains. Then get another Derrick Henry run. Then Tannehill to Traylon Burks, getting Burks involved early in the game. Something Titans fans were excited for, and Burks gets them down inside the ten. I mean, good yards after the catch. And we'll hit on that some more as well. And then to cap off the drive, Ryan Tannehill on first and goal hits Dontrell Hilliard in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. And, I mean, just the play calling, the switching up of the play calling on the first drive, going down, actually getting points. It was like a chef's kiss. I mean, just mm, beautiful. And I'm like, okay. Todd Downing has learned a little bit. He's he's changed the way he's going to call these games. He knows teams are going to be selling out to stop the run, stop Derrick Henry, and he's going to start opening it up more through the pass game. Make the Giants' secondary back up. Make it to where they can't stack the box, and then let Henry get going. But, boy, was I wrong. Now, for the rest of the first half, the Titans – Still didn't look bad. Giants' second drive, Titans' defense was able to hold up, make them punt. Titans' second drive, we saw a little bit more of what we were used to last year. And this is where I realized, okay, Todd Downing has not changed at all. This is potentially going to be a long game. The Titans come out, run, run, pass, punt 
And I'm like, why? I'm like, that with the success you had on the first drive of switching things up, yes, you were running on first down, but second down, you were going ahead and jumping to throwing the ball, like set up for third and short, possibly get the first down from throwing the ball. I mean, either way, I like taking chances like that. And we will get into more of the third and shorts. But, <clears throat> again, this was just kind of the the start of what Titans fans had to see coming. Again, Titans defense goes out. Giants third drive, get a stop. Now, Titans come back, end up having to settle for a field goal on their third drive. Um I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. Like I said, game was obviously Sunday. It took me a while to calm down and get to where I can think about this loss reasonably and not be calling for, like, everyone's head. Um, But Titans get a field goal, go up 10-0. Next Giants drive, make them punt. Titans are able to... Or no, next drive for the Giants was actually a fumble. Jeffrey Simmons, Rashad Weaver, Bud Dupree, all of these guys in the first half were getting after Daniel Jones like crazy. Daniel Jones was not comfortable back in the pocket, and the fumble was caused by Simmons being able to just blow past his guy, hit Daniel Jones on his blind side, Daniel Jones was loading up to let the ball fly. Simmons got there before he could, knocked it out. Bud Dupree recovered, and you're like, okay, this is where the Titans, early first half, go ahead, put the nail in the coffin if we go down and score a touchdown. End up having to settle for a field goal. Now, on this drive, something that drove me crazy was the fact of when we got down in the red zone, The personnel that the Titans have on the field, you would think if the receivers they have out there, they would either have Robert Woods, they would have their first-round pick, Traylon Burks, they would have Kyle Phillips, they would have Austin Hooper or Chig. Austin Hooper, a guy who they went and got in free agency to help out the pass game as far as tight ends go, improve that position for us. But no, we have Jeff Swain out there. We have Cody Hollister out there as our receiver in the red zone. Like, why? I I don't understand it. Why are we putting those guys out there instead of our our main playmakers? Now, drive, this is one of my only critiques on Tannehill on this drive. The play before uh, having to settle for a field goal Tannehill had an incomplete pass to Derrick Henry, but it was off of a play action, and Tannehill was looking for Hooper in the end zone. Giants had it locked up, and Tannehill took too long in getting through his progressions and looking to Henry. If he would have hit Henry right at the start of when Henry broke out on his route, Henry more than likely would have had a touchdown. But Tannehill didn't get back to his read for Henry until it was too late, tried to throw him the ball, and even if Henry would have caught it, there's nothing he could have done. He would have been right on the sideline, 
and pushed out of bounds by the Giants player that was there. So they have to settle for three. Giants get the ball, have to punt again. Titans get the ball up 13-0 with 3.04 or with, um, with four minutes left before halftime. So I'm thinking, okay, right here, again, this could be the early nail in the coffin, take care of this Giants team, go down, score a touchdown, up, be up 20 nothing at halftime, get the ball coming out of half like it would be sealed, done, deal. But Titans end up having to punt, and then Giants didn't do anything on their next drive. Head into halftime, and that was that. Now, second half, I don't know what happened to the Titans' defense. Their offense was also very stale coming out in the second half. I mean, it looked it was a tale of two halves for sure. First half, overall, the Titans were really good in the first half, carrying a 13-0 lead into halftime against a team that you know you should easily win against. Second half, messed around, let the team come back, let them have big chunk plays, let them build their confidence, let them gain that momentum and get back in the game. And you just can't do that. Titans go three and out on their first drive after halftime. And wouldn't you know it, it's a run, run, and then run again. But it was out of the wildcat formation with Henry. It was a third and one, and Henry fumbled the snap. Tried to pick it up, ended up losing a couple of yards, and... My biggest thing on this play is I love the Wildcat formation down near the goal line. When you are in your own territory, third and one, that is not the ideal time for me to see that Wildcat formation. I want Tannehill under center, and I either want to see a QB sneak or I want to see him put the ball in Henry's gut and let Henry try to gain that yard. Don't be getting fancy and calling the Wildcat back there because things like this can happen and just kill momentum. And that's pretty much what it did because the Titans had to punt to the Giants and the Giants' first drive of the second half gets opened up wide by a Saquon Barkley 68-yard run. And Barkley ended up capping off that drive with a four-yard touchdown run. So that's when it's like, okay, they've scored. They end up um, missing. The extra point got botched. The snap went through the uh, holder's hands. Titans end up picking it up, um, I believe. And, yeah, so ended up 13-6. You're like, okay. Titans need to answer back right here. They need to get points on the board. Nope, we have another three and out for the Titans, and it starts out, Henry's not even on the field for this drive, which I do not understand. But the Titans' philosophy and Todd Downing's philosophy did not change. It is run with Hilliard, run with Hilliard, pass to Hilliard that was incomplete, punt. 
then Giants immediately get back in the game. Blown coverage by Christian Fulton. Don't know what happened. Sterling Shepard's able to get behind him. 65-yard touchdown. Kick is good. All of a sudden, this ball game is tied up. And I'm like, I'm sitting there like, are you kidding me? How have we let this Giants team, after holding them to zero points in the first half and not letting their offense get moving at all, how have we all of a sudden let them get back in the game? Now, Titans did end up answering back, were able to score a touchdown after a couple of holding penalties, and Ryan Tannehill able to find Dontrell Hilliard in the flats for a 23-yard touchdown. Hilliard second on the day, and Titans are back in business. Okay, just slow down Saquon. Don't give up the big chunk plays. Let's, let's get back rolling. Able to make the Giants punt. Titans followed up with the punt of their own. Um, make the Giants punt again, and this one is where things change. Felt like they started to change again. Kyle Phillips muffs the punt, and the Giants recover, and the Titans defense bails the special teams and offense out once again because Amani Hooker shows why they paid the Titans paid him. Able to intercept Daniel Jones in the end zone. And we're like, okay, this is where the Titans put the game away. There's eight minutes, just under nine minutes left in the game. And it's like, okay, this is going to be it. The Titans are going to run the clock down, go down, either kick a field goal, score a touchdown. It's going to seal it. And no, ends up, Titans get to a third and short. Again, a third and one. You're thinking, QB sneak, run with Henry. And just the worst play by all the Titans players that I saw all game long, Todd Downing calls a tight end end around handoff to Chig to try and pick up the yard. He gets cute with it. Todd, don't do that. And I will give Todd Downing credit because today in a in talking to the media, he admitted that was a bad play call and that was on him. So I'm happy he's at least taken responsibility for it. But that was just that was a killer. If the Titans pick up that third down that third down conversion, we're possibly talking about a different outcome. But Taylor Lewan missed his block. Nick Westbrook-Akina, I don't know who he was going to block, but it wouldn't have mattered if Lawan did block his guy because there would have been someone else waiting there on the edge for Chig. Derek Henry, this may be the most lazy I've ever seen him on a play because he didn't. All right, everyone, if uh, you notice, uh, had to be a cut here. Um, internet went down, kicked me out of StreamYard. Not sure the last thing everyone heard, but I was talking about the tight end around play that was called, and that was a 
Todd Downing admitted that was a bad play call. It's on him. And I appreciate him taking responsibility for that. But, man, it still pisses me off because it was a drive killer. Like, it, it was so bad. And I don't understand why he thought it was smart to call that at that time. Titans end up having to punt. And the Giants are able to go down after that punt and score a touchdown. And my wife actually called it in the stands, said if they score a touchdown, they're going to go for two. And she was right. The Giants lined up, went for two, and there were a couple missed calls here. There was a face mask by Dylan Cole on Saquon, and Danico Autry was getting held by a Giants offensive lineman. These penalties should have been called, should have been offsetting penalties, replayed the two-point conversion. Now, anything could have happened if that was replayed, but it wasn't. Giants got in. Then Titans had to be in hurry-up mode. They got the ball with uh, just over a minute left in the game. Only have one timeout left. And Tannehill is able to connect with Kyle Phillips on a big-time throw and actually get them into field goal range. Then there was a lot of confusion about apparently... I mean, they knew which hash mark uh, Randy Bullock would want to kick from. But there was a lot of confusion on getting the play in to Tannehill so he could get up. Titans end up having to waste their time out instead of taking a delay a game. And when they did that, there was 23 seconds left. And it was a the clock was dead. It wasn't running. So the Titans, with 23 seconds, could have called some plays to make the field go shorter because they would have had that timeout to use. But by using it there, they were limited. And they end up deciding to have Ryan Tannehill just run it to the right hash, go down, get up, spike the ball with just a couple seconds left to give Randy Bullock the chance to um, make the game-winning kick. And he misses. And I am not putting that on Bullock. I mean, honestly, it should have never come down to him having to kick it for the win. Now, yes, he's a kicker. He gets paid to go out there and do his job. And he missed. But he's not the one that deserves the blame for this. Now, I do want to jump into more of my thoughts with Todd Downing who's actually to blame for this game, and all of that. But first thing we have to do is jump into the best bets segment presented by DraftKings. And, you know, week one of the NFL, a lot of surprises happen. I mean, from the Bengals and Joe Burrow throwing four picks to the Titans losing to the Giants to the Colts and Texans tying. I mean, just so much crazy stuff was going on. And, again, just the NFL is just getting started. You can get ready for week two 
of the NFL, all the touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. I have a little experience with this. I actually done this last week. Got paid out early when uh, I did it for the first game, the Bills and the Rams game in week one. Bills went up. At the time, DraftKings was offering only being up by seven. Capitalized on that. Bet the Bills money line. Got it paid out. It was great. Tried doing it last night as well, but I forgot to click the promotion. Bet on the Chargers. At one point, they were up 10 nothing. I would have gotten my early payout, but got to make sure you click that box. And it's simple. All you have to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for more details on all of that. And to hit on the best bets segment, let's just say my bets for this game, for the Titans and Giants game, did not turn out well. This is why I always say this is not betting advice. Sometimes It's just bets that I like at the time. Sometimes I do good and hit on them. Sometimes not so much. This time, I think I had the Titans covering the spread, and I had Kyle Phillips as an anytime touchdown scorer. Neither one of those happened. So, you know, it it happens from time to time. Now, another thing I have to tell y'all about are these amazing Raycon earbuds. Lately, you know, whether I'm riding in my truck and just want to be listening to my music, not having it blaring over my radio, if I'm walking down the road, or if I'm on my lunch break at work. I've been listening to a lot of music, listening to uh, YouTube videos, just whatever, and it's been great. Now, one reason for that is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's Everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. One of the first things I did when I got mine in, put them in my ears because I've always had trouble with these kind of earbuds and I shook my head around like crazy. If you would have seen me, you definitely probably would have laughed or thought something was wrong with me. But these earbuds didn't come out. Now, Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder why they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Now, some things that I like about these Raycon earbuds, you have the awareness mode. If you're walking down the road or if you're listening to something at work, You can turn the awareness mode on so that you can still hear what's going on around you. It's very helpful 
for me, I like to be alert about the things that are going on around me. So I definitely love this feature. And also love the three customizable sound profiles. If you want to hear more bass in your music, if you want to hear more of just the actual audio instead of the bass, Raycon has you covered. If you want both of them kind of neutral, they got you covered there as well. Absolutely love all of these features by Raycon. Now, if you want your own pair of Raycon wireless earbuds, here's what you can do. Go to buyraycon.com today and use code TPPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's promo code TPPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code TPPN15. Now, time to talk about Todd Downing and the fact of I do not know why on Monday morning after this Giants game, he was still allowed in the building. If it was up to me and a lot of other Titans fans, his code wouldn't have worked to get into the building. Tim Kelly would be our offensive coordinator right now, but that's not the case. We are still stuck with Todd Downing. And like I said, the first drive that the Titans had against the Giants, I give him a lot of credit for that drive because he actually switched it up and it was it was great. Like, the Titans went down, scored on their opening drive. They weren't that predictable, and it worked out. But after that, it seemed like Downing just fell back into his comfort zone of the run-run pass or run-run some stupid third and short call, and it cost the Titans. It makes them very predictable. Teams know what we are going to do. Derrick Henry had 21 carries for this game. Out of those 21 carries, 18 of them come on first down carries. Teams know we're going to run the ball on first down. There's more breakdowns of it if you include the Titans' last drive where they were down and knew that they were going to have to be passing the ball, then the Titans' run on first down percentage was 65%. If you take out that last drive, it jumps up to 72%. 72% of the time, they are running the ball on first down. The Titans had five drives in the first half and all five of those drives on first down started with a Derrick Henry run. Now, I know the Titans are a run-first football team. That's just the way they're set up. They like being able to be physical and dominate the opposing team with the run game. And I'm all for Derrick Henry getting his touches. He's the best back in the league, in my opinion. I don't think he's on the downhill slope. But you can't be that predictable with it. Now, the, the way to fix this is to start opening things up with the pass game. The Titans need to 
start creating a little bit more confusion and not being as predictable. You can still be a more run first on first down, but that percentage needs to come down to about, in my opinion, 55% run on first down, 45% pass. Because then it's almost to where you've split it in half and you can keep teams guessing. Right now, teams don't have to do that. They're going to be coming down, loading the box to stop Henry on first down, keep it to second and long, try and make a play on second and long, and keep the Titans in third and medium to third and long. And, I mean, Todd, you're just making it too easy for teams. And the personnel that's out there for some of these drives I still don't understand it. There is no reason that Jeff Swain should be our tight end with the most snaps. And I'm going to get to that more a little bit later. Still, I got to I gotta give my spiel on Todd Downing, and it's pretty much what everyone else has been saying. You got to do better. And obviously, if you look at certain stats from this game, Vrabel and... Downing are going to look at it and be like, oh, well, you know, we actually had some success here, some success here. Yeah, this wasn't as good, but they're not going to see anything wrong with how the game plan was. But it needs to change. We were going against a Giants team that had no business being in the game with us, and our opponents are only going to get harder. Now, I do want to say, I do not feel like this loss to the Giants just completely destroys this Titans season. Last year, we lost to the Jets. We lost to the Texans. We still ended up being the number one seed. But man, am I tired of us letting these teams that should not hang around, should not beat us, hang around and beat us. That's got to stop. We have to win games that shouldn't be any trouble for us. And then if we combine that with beating the teams that no one thinks we should beat, Titans, we're going to be a lot better off. We're going to be in an even better position. So just had to get that out there right quick. Now, want to hit on the third and short plays again. The first one, putting Derrick Henry in the Wildcat formation with it being third and one, On our side of the field, again, I love that formation down near the goal line. I don't love it on our side of the field. At that point, we have a 6'4 quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. If it's third and a yard, I'm pretty sure he can pick up the yard. Let him sneak it and get a fresh set of downs. Or you have a 260-pound running back put the ball in his gut, and let him try and run it up the middle. And because all of this is going to tie together, come back around to the end-around play with Chig, at that point in the game, you can put it away, and you choose that play versus giving it to Henry or letting Tannehill do the QB snake. And I believe... The honest reason that Todd Downing done that was because how hot he started out the game, 
he immediately went back and relaxed to his old play calling and because they didn't think the Giants would get back into the game. And then once the Giants started gaining momentum, scoring touchdowns and tied it up and actually got back into the game, then Todd Downing went into freakout mode and tried to get too cute with the play calling. And it came back to bite him in the ass. So that's why I feel like he went to this. It just, it didn't make sense to me. In this game, Ryan Tannehill looked really good. The pass protection looked really good. The Giants were without their main edge rushers, their young edge rushers. Protection held up. The Titans' offensive line allowed zero sacks. That's something that we're not used to after last year. Zero sacks. Ryan Tannehill, zero turnovers. He was putting the ball in the air. Now, yes, a couple of times he had a couple of questionable throws, but he also had some dots that he was throwing out there. I feel like we should have saw more passing in this game. Now, I know that if you look at the box score, Tannehill threw the ball 33 times. But a lot of that can be skewed by that last drive where I believe he threw it maybe seven times or something like that. So you take that set those seven away from that final drive, and he really would have only had 26 throws. But still, feel like the Titans could have opened up the run game more with the pass. You had Traylon Burks, who after week one led all rookies with yards after the catch, may have led the whole NFL with yards after the catch. He was able to, when he was out there, create over four yards of separation from the guy guarding him. That's a quarterback's dream right there. If you have a guy that can create that much separation, you can be getting him the ball. But Burks only played 24 snaps. And this is where I have to hit on Vrabel a little bit because I know when it comes to the Titans, they have the philosophy of whoever they're putting out there, whatever personnel they're putting out there, whatever players they're putting out there, they have faith in them to go do their job and do what they need to do. Case in point, Jeff Swain. Media asked Vrabel, hey, why did Swain play so much more over Hooper and these other guys? And Vrabel said that it was because Swain is their best blocking tight end. Okay, that's all good and all, but no one is fearing Jeff Swain. They're not. And you don't, It that irritates me so much. You went out and got Austin Hooper in free agency. I don't care if Swain is a better blocker than him. Put Hooper out there and let him go make plays in the pass game. Robert Woods, yes, he's coming off that ACL injury, but he played 40-something snaps. Get him the ball. If he is going to be our number one wide receiver or considered our number one, get him the ball. Let him make plays with the ball in his hand. You have to find ways to get the ball in your playmaker's hands. 
Traylon Burks, like I said, he was making plays. He was getting yards after the catch. Let him be out on the field more than just 24 snaps. That's not going to cut it. Now, I know if you go back and look at when the Titans, at A.J.'s rookie year, A.J. only played one more snap in his first game. He played 25. The Titans like to ease their guys into it. But Burks was having a good game. He was doing great things for the Titans. Keep him out there. Let him keep building that confidence and let him keep rolling. It could have made all the difference in the world. Now, Kyle Phillips, he did get more snaps, came up big in that last drive that the Titans had to get in field goal range. A lot of that comes from working on those situ- that situational football with Tannehill in training camp. Tannehill had that trust in him. But we need to get that all across the board. If you look at other teams around the league, the reason, and a lot of teams that won, the reason that they won is because they got the ball in their playmakers' hands. I know the Rams lost, but against the Bills in week one, they were getting the ball into Cooper Cup's hands, letting him make plays. The Bills in that game were getting the ball into Stephon Diggs' hands and letting him make plays. The Vikings, Justin Jefferson went crazy. People know that he's one of the best receivers in the game, but they were still finding a way to get the ball in his hands. Jamar Chase, same thing. The the pattern here, get the ball in your playmaker's hands and usually good things happen. You can't just brush it off and be like, oh, well, we trust the guys that we put out there. Again, Vrabel, this is my biggest knock on you right now for that. You have the playmakers on your team. Let's use them. Simple as that. Let's use them. Get the ball in their hands. The only playmaker that you consistently do that with is Derrick Henry. And teams know that. That's why they're selling out to stop him. So, I think going forward, especially in a game against the Bills coming up, the Bills, they're going to stack the box on Henry. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of possible single coverage on our receivers because with how, especially if the Titans put Cody Hollister out there, but with how the Titans play ball and with how predictable their play makes, their play calling is I don't think the Bills are scared of our wide receivers or our pass game. They're going to dare us to try that on them. They are going to make sure they sell out to stop Henry. But that's something that we can get more into in the Bills preview show. Again, going to be doing that tomorrow night. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, whether it be on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, please make sure you follow the show, leave a review, leave a five-star rating. I appreciate it. It really helps out the show so much. Also, when the show goes up on YouTube, which, again, I'm hoping that will be tomorrow, Saturday, September 17th, go check it out over there. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel if you're not already. Turn on the post notifications. Leave a like on the video. Share the video out. Again, I really appreciate it so much, and it helps the show grow. 
And that's what I want. I want the show to grow. I want to get more of y'all's opinions on things. That's why I go live on YouTube so that I have the live chat there and can be getting y'all's thoughts on all of this. Also, go check me out on social media. Twitter is at Titans underscore time. Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. Facebook, Titans Time. And check me out on TikTok at Titans Time. I really appreciate it, everyone. That's going to be all I have for this game one recap and things that bothered me in this game because it's never fun to lose a game, especially to a team that you should have beat. And this does make the start of the Titans schedule a little bit more difficult because I thought, okay, you win this game, go into Buffalo, there's not as much pressure to win that game. But now, when you drop a game to the Giants, I feel like you have to go into Buffalo and really scratch, claw, and fight for that win because it could be major down the line. But that's all I have for y'all. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. Once on my brow.